Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Friday episode where we answer your question, one good question. If you want to join and you want to get involved, go to 50percentfacts.com. Join our Discord. It's a growing community. You get exclusives on clothing, some early discounts, early dibs on all launches so your size doesn't sell out like this last one. Um, and also, it's just a group of like-minded individuals where you can hang out, chat, etc., etc. So um, if you join that group, on the left there's a tab that says one good question when we grab your guys' questions um, and answer them on our Friday episode in 10 minutes. So today's uh, question, which I, I don't, um, ice it's, it's by Ice to T, and I don't think it's by the rapper. And I don't want to um, come off rude or anything, but to me, it's a very dumb question. Um, and a dumb question in the sense that, like, just think about it. Just think about it. Um, so the question is, why is it that I keep seeing people offer coaching, but they have a coach themselves? No hate here, but just a good example. I've noticed Mike keeps referring to a coach. Joe Stanix coaching me. Um, and I've noticed Mike keeps referring to a coach in his latest push for deadlift PR, but he also opened up ac uh, applications for coaching of his own. Now, I mean, it's not like it's an invalid question, but I think it's a stupid question. Um, when, when I ask you, Mr. Ice-T, who's the best basketball player of all time? I don't really care what your answer is. It's going to be LeBron or right, Jordan yeah. or whatever. The best basketball player of all time. And you give me Jordan and LeBron. They all had coaches. Right. They had coaches from when they were fifth grade, and they had coaches all the way until the day they retired. Um, coaching has more to do um, – yes, knowledge is a part of it. Right. Uh, knowledge, you definitely need, a, an, 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 uh, I would say, a enough knowledge. A good coach doesn't have to be the most knowledgeable, but a coach has to have enough knowledge. Um, but coaching really is about a neutral perspective. It's about motivation. It's about accountability. It's about building a plan. It's about athlete-coach relationship. Um, it's obviously, in my opinion, and I'm slightly biased, that it's a little more complicated when you get into team sports, right? Because now you have personalities involved. Yeah, there's a lot of more dynamic yeah. and involved and there. Personalities yeah. obviously matter as well with powerlifting. Yeah. You need to know if your guy you know, overworks or underworks. You need to know if they overshoot or undershoot people. PRs, and you can adjust your program or your coaching style. Do they do well with negative feedback or positive feedback, et cetera, et cetera? Mm -hmm. All those matter on the individual level, but they matter even more when you're dealing with 10 people in basketball, 50 people in football and baseball, or whatever it is. Um, you got a lot more to juggle. Um, but the truth is, being a good athlete, and you gave me an example, so I'll give myself as an example back to you. I want to show up and I want to work. That's what a good athlete does. They do their job, they show up, and they want to work. As a good athlete, someone who's going for a lifetime PR deadlift, I don't want to think. I don't want to analyze. I don't want to. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? I just ship that off to someone who I trust. Mm -hmm. um, trust is another big part of the coach-athlete relationship. I trust Joe's knowledge and his feedback that he's going to give me the best program to give me the best results. And I'll never once look down and be like, nah, I probably shouldn't do 515 today. I think I should. I don't want to do that. If I write my own program, which I could do, um, if I could detach myself from being the athlete, you're just always going to be more analytical and more in your head where I want to load the fucking bar with the bar, the weight Joe told me to pull and I want to pull it. Yeah, I think that's the objectivity uh, about yourself is something that everyone lacks in everything. Yeah. You know, you, you tend to justify your own position or you denigrate your own position, yeah. right? Uh, you say you're, you're, you don't, you never really uh, clock your own worth at the market rate. For sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're either going to be too high or too low. <laughs> and then to me, it's more so just the brain power of o continuous analyzing. Yeah. Where I, I could, I watch my own videos and check my form, but I'd rather just send it to Joe and take the feedback he gives me and not look at my videos ever again. Yeah. And well, 
you can come up with with strategies to solve your own your own issues for, for sure. sure, but you might not have the best insight of what your issues are. Yeah, or you're going to be biased towards your issues, or just like anything creatively or anything anywhere, you you. You could be the most knowledgeable person ever, but you're still going to like your brain just locks in on a certain thing. I'm just looking at my knees in the squat where Joe notices something with my upper back in the squat. Uh-huh. Doesn't mean he has more knowledge than me. Doesn't mean he's a better coach. It's just different perspectives are always going to help. And furthermore, like um, you've, you've coached kind of a broad spectrum of, of different kinds of people. Uh, but if your particular problem was like you're concentrating on your deadlift right now, if you're if you're if you're concentrating on one particular thing, you might choose a coach for a period of time to help you I- improve a particular part of your game. For sure. Knowledge and game, <clears throat> like your own particular game. And as a coach, the best way to learn more is to be coached. Exactly. I, I exactly see how Joe does his coaching. And maybe I, I mix some of that into with mine or I learn new variations or new wave patterns that he does in his progressions. You know, like there's so many things to learn. If a coach, like, w- I guess the counter to that is like, <laughs> you think you just wake up and you're a coach? You just decide. I mean, right. your your question, and I don't think you meant it this way, but your question is the issue with online coaching, that someone competes once on their own on a whim, and then uh-huh. now they're a coach. Uh-huh. Like Because they had a little bit of success. Or maybe a lot of success. Or, or none. <laughs> or none at all, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. rather than, like, I've had Jeremy Hamilton coach me, I've had... Bart coached me. I've had Omar coach me. Obviously, uh, Mark coached me a little bit. Like, I've always had different people look at my shit and give me feedback. Mm-hmm. Even now, like, Avi and Seabass give me feedback on my speed and stuff. Like, if you don't receive feedback, if you go into things thinking because you labeled yourself a coach or knowledgeable and you never want to grow from there, you're never going to be a good coach. You can yeah. label yourself whatever the fuck you want, but you're going to be a very limited, closed-minded coach. Yeah. Well, and furthermore, we to take it outside of fitness and lifting and all that stuff, every other aspect of the world that has a, a coaching layer, you know, um, those people who are coaches, if they perform the thing as well, like acting coaches, singing coaches. Yeah, they if they're in t- continuing to sing, they're seeing a coach for sure. If you're in, there's a whole world right now of business coaching yeah. going on. Some of it's legitimate, some of it's not legitimate. Some of it falls along the lines of someone was a little bit, yeah, a little bit successful or appeared to be a little bit successful or lied about being a little bit successful. Yeah. Who set them up as a coach as a um, as a revenue stream? But chances are. Yeah. They've done business. Yeah. And they've been a CEO themselves. Yeah. So now they're going to teach you how to be a businessman or a CEO. Like it all makes sense. I think powerlifting and maybe acting's an okay uh, reference, but powerlifting uh, is just an odd sport because everyone who watches it participates in it. Yeah. So, like, if you're a coach, you participate in it. Like, there's probably two coaches that don't, mm-hmm. like, Shaco. <laughs> like yeah. there's very few that don't compete on the regular that are also coaches yeah. or have competed for a long period of time. We're acting, I don't know, like uh, mid-level stuff. Obviously, I'm just going on a very broad scheme, yeah. but like the best actors aren't coaching. They're in Hollywood, right? Like They're Brad, not necessarily coaching. Brad no. Pitt or whoever the fuck, right? And so yeah. like normal sports are like that. Michael Jordan, fucking sick coach or sick fucking player, not great coach. So he does business and he goes and golfs where there's other plays. Um, I'm trying to think who's doing it right now. He was on the Cavs. Is it um, Ike? 
But there's a coach right now crushing it, and he was like a very good player, but not a mm-hmm. great player. You know, he's like six man, and mm-hmm. he was on some championship teams. But it's a different personality to coach for sure. I think on, on powerlifting included. Mm-hmm. Um, and no offense to Joe, um, but Joe Stanix, you know, not known for being the best powerlifter of all time. He's known for being a very good coach, mm-hmm. um, handsome guy, big pecs. Not yeah. necessarily the very best powerlifter of all time. And that, and I think he would admit to that. I don't think he'll be insulted by that by any means. And same with me, obviously. Like, and, and the joke of those who can't do teach or those who can't yeah, do coach yeah, is yeah. true to some extent but also i would say those that can do often can't coach that's correct um, whether they're too selfish in their habits that they only look at their own success or they've had such success based on genetics or their work ethic or mentality that um, they've found a path that they can't translate to the masses mm-hmm. and coaching is translating success to the masses um, so for me, it's a no-brainer. I want to learn. I want to get better. Joe's one of the best USAPL coaches in the game right now um, and a friend, and so I wanted to learn from him. Took it out of my hands, and I suggest that everyone gets a coach in everything. I'd imagine cooking is probably maybe similar to... to oh, no, there's definitely... Because uh, there's a there's kind of a, a pathway through... Yeah, through there's the, schools, obviously, but then you yeah, probably it, find a mentor, and then but then even when you're cooking, you know, say I'm the best French Michelin chef, I'd probably want to hang out with the best Latin or Mediterranean Michelin chef because we can throw ideas, you know? Yeah, depending upon where you're going. Yeah, but a lot of... A lot of- of of top chefs have worked in different kinds of kitchens for six months yeah. to a year to learn. learn the system to yeah. learn to to I- identify why the recipes work and yeah. how how customers respond to them. There's just I mean it's really about learning. Yeah, and 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 taking taking that process out of your own hands. It's hard to learn things by yourself. Yeah, without but, without immersing yourself into another thing. Right. Or or you need the experience, but you can't get that experience again talking about like competing once yeah. and then coaching. Like the reason I think I'm a good coach is because I've done it one for a very long time and I've coached, like Jim said, so many different people from soccer mom to old people to young people to young athletes to pro athletes to world record holders to someone wanting to squat for the very first time. And the only way you get there is, yeah, I worked at a commercial gym. That's yeah. kind of like the same thing. Like that's a big company giving me a chance to get experience. Um, you know, and again, I apologize if this comes off negative, but I, I think it's a very short-sighted question. Maybe not a dumb question, but I think it's very short-sighted to believe that just because I'm a coach that I can't learn from other people or that if I – I just want to put on my athlete hat. I mean, that's the basics of the answer. Yeah. I really. just want to put on a different hat. I just – okay, I show up, I lift. Yeah. I worry about performing today. Um, and if you want to perform your best, I don't ever think. And that's why there's a quote or like a term called like players coach, and that can go both ways. Sometimes uh-huh. that means that the coach used to be a player or relates to players well, but sometimes that means that you're on the team, right? Like a captain. Um, right. uh, uh, and so if you're the captain of the team or you're a point guard or you're a veteran or a quarterback, depending on the, the mm-hmm. or maybe a goalkeeper in soccer, that you're kind of a coach on the field. Right. Um, and that's a role I did play in basketball. You know, I was a captain uh, for three years on the varsity level. And so I did take a leadership role and built a, but I'm still taking the direct from the coach and then I'm translating into what I do on the court. And so um, obviously there's more variables there and there's more like on the point calls that are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, hopefully that explains some of what you're thinking. uh, People want to dig deep into my... um my old YouTube videos. There's one called even coaches need coaches. We had CrossFit coaches in who came in to be coached in powerlifting because it wasn't their forte. And, and you know, they talked about the things that they appreciated out of that experience. It's worth a watch. 
before we go, I want to uh, just clear up something that we talked about on the last episode uh, about Grant Wall, the, the uh, American soccer journalist who died. He, uh, according to the autopsy, died of a ruptured uh, aortic aneurysm. So not something that usually can be induced by poison or anything else so i don't know i'm still suspicious yeah, yeah. Then, heart, heart attacks of like that you, you supposedly yeah but like who did you, the autopsy autopsy america all right if americans did it maybe i'm yeah, a little yeah. more on board yeah. it's still wild for 40 years old yeah all right well you should get out of here we're actually going to talk to a google coach right now as a matter of fact um ladies and gentlemen brand new episodes every single wednesday friday thanks so much for listening i'm Sal mike where you want to find me 3sb.co um happy holidays and uh we'll talk to you soon uh, I am at the Jimmy McDean on all the social media. This show is 50% facts, where percent is a word, and 50 is just numbers. 50% facts is a Spreaker Prime podcast in association with iHeartMedia on the Obscure Celebrity Network. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>